Okay, so welcome back everyone. It's Amara Shake and this is Growing Pains and this is like obviously my first solo podcast. So then if the volume seems a little low, it's because I'm talking to myself and it's really weird. Like I don't know how to gauge if people can hear me because technically no one's supposed to hear me right now. But yes, okay, so welcome back to Growing Pains. Okay, and why haven't I posted in a while as usual? Well, it's just because like, um... Truth be told, I have COVID, and so do, like, all my family members, and, well, it's been, like, two weeks now, so, like, majority of, like, or not even majority, like, all of our quarantine phase is over, but, like, it's still, like, you still have side effects, right? And so that's why if you hear me, like, coughing and stuff, it's because I have COVID. I couldn't do anything. I was COVID positive. Okay? And hopefully, like, if this doesn't take up, like, so long, like, everything else I want to talk about, I can talk about a little bit about, like, my experience with COVID, like, near the end, so, like, you guys can, like, just know, like, okay, like, you know, how she get it, like, why, how, what happened to her, blah, 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 okay, but main focus of this podcast is that I want to talk about Wall Street Bets, GameStop, the lessons you can learn from it, Robin Hood, and everything in between, and this is, like, actually a really good place for me to, like, not vent, but like work out my thoughts because I feel like this is like I'm so, so many people have so many thoughts about this, right? Like, mainly everyone's like on like one particular side, but like, like you trying to organize your thoughts into like systematic kind of point of views, or it's, it's a good, it's a good habit to have. I like doing it well, so this is gonna be it. So, first, I'm gonna go over like what's going on, like main key concepts anyone like people would like need to know to understand the situation and then after i'm going to talk a little bit about like a lot of the key lessons that i took away from all of this i'm sure other people did too <coughs> okay so first of all so what is going on how did it start okay so in reddit yes the social media app the i can't even talk the social media app it still sounds like i'm saying medial okay in the social media app reddit there was a redditor named deep fucking value dfv so you may have heard of it some of you guys have heard of it okay so deep fucking value what he did is basically he's in let's say late 2019 early 2020 he started looking into gamestop as a company and he realized soon that like he's like okay i like gamestop like they're doing different stuff now like although they may be closing like their retail stores they're like trying to shift their focus in the company's objective to more online e-commerce business and he also noticed that although like they were closing these stores there's been actually an increase in like the per per revenue per store that they had so deep fucking values like this white guy, you like, he has a streaming site. Like, I'll try putting the link in the bio so you guys can see it. But, like, yeah. So, he's just, like, another Redditor on the internet. And he's also part of Wall Street Bets, right? So, he realizes this. And he realizes, like, the value GameStop has. He likes the company. And he's like, okay, I'll buy it for 50 cents a share. And then 80 cents a share, he bought, like, about 50... Okay, so, he had $50,000 capital. And he bought shares of GameStop at 50 cents and at 80 cents and then he posts it on reddit like the wall street bets forum and he's just like okay like this is what i invested in obviously a lot of these guys like everyone's now hyping him it's like oh deep fucking value but in the beginning everyone was making fun of him too they were like oh this guy's so stupid like he's investing in GameStop. what is he doing like you could see the top comments in like in response to like him putting out his post right now still if you go on wall street bets but like he's like whatever i like the company i did my due diligence and i'm like cool like he likes it whatever right so like months start to pass by now gamestop goes to six dollars eight dollars twenty dollars because people are like even the writers are slowly starting to realize the value of gamestop they're like okay well it's not 
as shitty as a company as it's not as shitty a company as everyone makes it out to be and they're changing and they got new management team too like their executive management team so slowly they started to like buy into it more and that's what made it uh gamestop's price go to like 20 24 some somewhere around there so then that happens and then after in january so now we're in january right and what happens so deep fucking value by chance he comes across this short report from Melvin Capital. Melvin Capital is like a huge hedge fund, right? So they, they're managing billions of dollars of worth of money. So he comes across this short report basically saying that Melvin Capital is shorting GameStop stock. So if you don't know what shorting is, have no clue, like, okay, like there's so much like online resources that you can like hear about people talking about like what shorting is, but it, it, just in a basic overview, if you don't know what shorting is, it's basically like, so, Melvin Capital basically they borrowed shares from another fund bank whatever like whoever it was they borrowed these GameStop shares from that fund they sold it right then and there at 20 24 dollars how much ever how much ever it was and then they expected the price to drop for GameStop now once that price once the price for GameStop drops GME, I'm gonna switch to the ticker symbol. Sorry, it's just can't say GameStop, can't say. So once the GME is, so what they expected is that the GME price was gonna drop drastically. So then when it does drop, what you do in the shorting situation is that you buy back those stocks for cheaper, and then you give those stocks back to the original person you lent it from. So, so okay, so for example. Okay, so sorry if I didn't say it in the beginning. So shorting a stock is basically how people make money from a stock going down, like a stock falling in price. Rather than like usually what you would think, like if you're not like if you're not into stocks, you would think that oh people may make money when like a stock goes up. But no, people can make money when a stock goes down too, and that's called shorting the stock. So see, I'm gonna forget. Um. Okay, yeah. So about okay, so for the shorting example, okay. So I'm Amaro. I like, let's say, let's say I like Dollarama, okay? I, I don't even know if Dollarama is public, but I like Dollarama, right? So Doll, okay, I'm gonna go, I want 80 shares of Doll, okay? Oh shit, wait. Okay, let me rewind it. I fucked up, okay. So no, let's go back. So I'm Amaro, and I think Dollarama is a shitty company, and I think Dollarama is gonna fail. This is an example, by the way. I actually really like Dollarama. So, I go to so I I think Dollarama is gonna fail right now. It's like fifteen dollars. I'm like oh, and it's gonna go to one dollar for sure. And I know in my head, right? So I go to like one of my brokerage firms or like one of the IB banks or like whatever. Like I go to a fund, a firm, or whatever. Uh, sometimes they're usually fund managers and stuff. And I'd be like, okay, you give me three hundred dollars worth of Dollarama stock right now. And then like and then and then I say I give them a guarantee that by this date I'm gonna give you back all that stock. So all the 300 uh, shares of Dollarama stock that I'm asking for, I'm going to give it to you right then, like in there when the date approaches, right? So it's like, okay. So I, so they gave me the $300, obviously with, I mean $300, 300 stocks with the expectation in mind that I'm going to pay back by that date. So then I sell it off right then and there, the Dollarama stock for 300, for three, I sell off the 300 stocks for $15 right then and there, okay? And so that's about 45, 45, 4,500. So that's 4,500, right? I sell it for 4,500. Now, slowly in like the next week, Dharma drops to a dollar. So I'm like, okay, so it's at a dollar. So I buy those dollar, through the 300 of those dollar stocks, 
and so how much did I spend? $300, right? So, and then what do I do? I have the stock now, so I just give back the stock to the original person I lent it from. So I give it back. So now what's my profit? It's 4,500 minus the 300. And that's how much you're pocketing, right? Because that's, that's the amount that it costs for you to um, <coughs> sell those stocks. So $300, like how much you purchased them for versus how much you made by selling them. And yeah, so that's basically shorting a stock, but I know it took a long time to explain. So, okay, so, okay, so back to the original conversation I had about GME. So basically, deep fucking value, he likes the stock, right? And then he sees a short report, basically from Melvin Capital saying that they think that GameStop is going to tank. Like, they, they're, they're shorting GameStop uh 140% because they think GameStop's going to tank. And he likes this stock. He's like, "Okay, like like why are they shorting? Like what's the reasoning behind it?" And he couldn't basically there wasn't really a concrete reason why GameStop should be shorted that much. So, what he does is that he tells other other redditors, he's like, "Okay, like look what they're doing. Melvin Capital decides like, okay, they want to play the game, so they're shorting stocks and they want to they want to deflate uh, GameStop's price based on what reason they don't know so let's fuck with Melvin Capital simple so they decide okay so so in terms of shorting the stock 140% I don't really understand it myself like well like how do you even short a company 140% everyone's saying like oh it should be illegal and stuff but I, I in general I don't understand the concept like I really don't get how you can short a company 140% but because that's more than that's if you're shorting a company 140% means that you're shorting it more than the stocks that are available out like in the market right now. And I don't even get like I like it, it blows my mind because I don't even understand how you could possibly put out a report like that. Like how does it make sense? And the thing is that what really triggered these redditors and stuff is that Melvin Capital, the person who the fund manager, whoever was shorting that was in charge of like shorting the GameStop stock, he literally was putting out a live he's like yeah we're shorting it it's kind of like his like you know he's like calling all like the his background like chanters like oh my god i'm gonna short this up i'm gonna make money blah 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 so yeah so obviously he's like oh, he he was in his own head he's just like oh yeah there's no way um gamestop is gonna gamestop stock is gonna rise i'm gonna short them so whatever so he decides to do that so they decide so the redditors are basically okay so redditors and deep fucking value he's basically he's basically the initiator of all of this right because he believed in gamestop from the get-go that's why he, all if you guys ever hear people say be like oh deep fucking value is like the best analyst of 2020 is because he believed in gamestop and he bought it based purely on fundamentals before anyone else did and he's really the one that initiated all of this so okay so now redditors find out that big hedge funds are basically shorting a stock that they like without no apparent reason despite the company being like adjusting to new times and things like that right so they're like okay well we want to fuck up the hedge funds because you know why you guys have been doing this for way too long and like you know enough's enough so what do the redditors do is that they start buying the GameStop stock so now you see is that so now the GameStop stock starts slowly starts going wee 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 up all the way to the top to like 300 now. I, I by the time I'm filming this I don't even know what it will be but like I think it's around 300 right now. But so 330 or something I don't even know. But why is it important to pump up the stock that much to affect the hedge funds? Well, if you're shorting a stock and you have those borrowed shares what you're expecting is that you're gonna buy the shares at a lower price so if you buy the shares at a higher price 
and you have to give it back, you're losing money. Because, okay, play it out in the situation, Dollarama, I bought it a total of 4500 Now, if Dollarama stock, which was originally at $15, goes to $30, then when it comes time to buy back those shares for me, I have to buy it at twice the price I I sold it for. Because I sold it for 15 right then when I got it. So now I have to buy it for 30 So it's like, okay, so now in total that's $9,000 out of my pocket that I'm paying for these stocks. Which I have to give back to the company I, that lent it to me. Mind you, they're in contracts, right? So they have to give this uh, these stocks back to the company that they lent it from. So it's like, okay, yeah. So now, so what's, so what's the profit loss for, for them? They lost 4500 on that transaction. Oh, sorry, me. I lost 4500 I lost 4500 in that transaction because the stock went up. And that's the thing about shorting stocks is that you have unlimited risk in that if the stock keeps going up, it keeps going up and you're stuck with the holding. Like, I mean, no, you're stuck with the end product of uh, end decision that you have to buy these stocks back, right? Obviously, to fulfill your contract. So, yeah, so that's why... Uh, st uh, shorting stocks is very risky because there's a limited possibility for you to lose your money basically as long as the stock keeps going up <laughs> so whatever so yeah shorting stocks blah 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 let me think oh, i'm forgetting something back to the reddit situation at hand okay so reddit reddit realizes that like okay we're gonna make the hedge funds lose money because now their hedge funds are expecting to buy back all these stocks to fulfill the contract they have with their lenders so now we have to fucking pump up the price so that when they do when it comes time for them to buy it back they'll be at a loss so that is why you see Melvin Capital going to other hedge funds and ended up borrowing like 2.5 billion from these other hedge funds because they can't fulfill the, like the contract. Like they bought, had to buy back the GameStop stock way higher than what they anticipated it was going to go to. They anticipated it was going to go to like negative or like not negative but like really low, right? So yeah, so that happens. And then now you get to Reddit. So okay, so if you go into Wall Street Bets right now, all you hear is all you all you hear and all you're gonna see on that is people being like, I'm holding the line, I'm holding, I'm holding, I'm holding. So why do they say I'm holding? Is it's basically um command to them and to them around them that like I'm not gonna pussy out of this just because I see maybe like for an interval of time the stock's dropping. I'm gonna hold the stock so then when it comes times for these hedge funds to buy back those stocks they're gonna have to buy it even higher so that's why they keep saying hold the line hold the line holding the line and it's really like it's really fascinating that this is all coming from a bunch of like young people and the reason why i'm saying this is that these kids or like these people these adults too i'm sorry they're not even kids but they're mainly like 20 year old 30 year old guys okay but um the the reason why this is so fascinating is because they're willing to risk their investments just to be like fuck you like isn't that crazy like think about it bro you're willing to lose money just to be like you know what fuck you fuck you because you know what you've done this so often to other people meaning like hedge funds have market manipulated the market so much for so many stocks for a long time and no one has ever been able to do the same to them until now and, and at such a large range at such a large wide capacity of like impact right so that's why it's like this is like like if you're if you're not paying attention to this you're literally missing out on like one of the biggest revolutions in the financial industry like there's no other way to put it like this is it's 
fucking insane because it's sorry guys i have notes because i had like so much to talk about so i wrote them down and i'm looking at them and i'm like did i skip something okay wait okay so why is this important like why is this like such big news like you know usually financial news like this it doesn't cross it over into mainstream kind of like news at this rate and like this level of i, I don't know memory you could say because like of all the memes that are coming out ever like you really don't see it so why is this so important because and this is so this is like the key lessons i'm taking away from this this is what i'm observing i'm like okay well like this is really something to be remembered and you need to know how you, you need to understand how you think about these things like you have to formulate your opinions on this on these things i really do think it's essential right so first of all okay so why do companies hate short okay so you see elon musk like backing up backing these wall street betters and everyone right and it's like okay elon musk is the ceo why does he hate short sellers so much if none of you guys know it short sellers are essentially putting pressure such immense pressure on that company and expecting them to fail and then so it's so obviously like okay forget everything else if you're a ceo and you have a, a bunch of these people trying to be like okay this company's gonna fail there's their 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 stock's gonna go down and stuff are you not gonna like hate them and like oftentimes they don't have no like oftentimes they don't have like concrete concrete kind of evidence to be like oh yeah your stock deserves to go down uh, so it's mainly all speculation but yeah it is like that so so why do all these why are all these people like influential people coming in and be like you know what fuck fuck like fuck what's going on like fuck you had fun just like i believe in wall street bits it's because they too hate short sellers why short sellers are putting too much pressure onto these companies and it's just negatively affecting the company <clears throat> the overall market as a whole okay so one of the main lessons from this okay so for one of the main key key takeaways you have to take away from this whole situation is that people and like i i mentioned it like five minutes ago but like the fact that all these people are willing to risk their money knowing that they're probably lose like they're gonna lose out on their like at least a good majority of the money that they invested into the stocks like not just gamestop stocks but like amc and all of them the fact that these people are willing to do that just to prove a point to the hedge funds to be like you know what we don't care if our money is going down as long as we can do to you what you've done to others it's so it's so crazy because it's such a powerful move to make when it comes to one's money like i don't think people really understand how impactful money is when you put it to use in your beliefs like seriously because okay these kids are literally willing to risk their savings just to be like like hedge funds fuck you like you know you, you this is you, this is what you have coming like you've done this for so many so many times for so many people so fuck you and it's actually it just blows my mind because okay look all these right now all you see is older analysts like on like the news and stuff trying to be like kids stop doing this blah 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 and they're like the why it pisses me off that these older analysts are doing this is that they're completely negating the real cause behind the situation they're looking at like the after effects which obviously a lot of people are like in the end like a lot of people are probably gonna end up losing their money who invested in these like gamestop and whatever stocks once everything dies down and cools down right 
but they're literally taking the initiative to prove their point which you have to respect them for like you can't like I don't like I don't know like these analysts they go on TV and they're like oh like they're gonna lose that money and stuff but why aren't you focusing on the fact that these kids feel like you know what you you fucked up the markets for so long that I have to do this just to prove a point to you like they I'm not gonna get they're not gonna get anything out of this they're, they're, they're gonna lose money like who wants that right but literally it's come to the point that it's like okay this is what I'm this is what I mean to say okay in the middle of a revolution, people stop thinking about the risk and they start focusing on the impact of their actions. And these analysts, they keep talking about like the risk and money's going to go down. A lot of them know that. What they're doing is proving to you that I don't give a fuck about the risk because I want impact. And it's so, so, so refreshing. Like, bro, like, okay why is it refreshing okay so it's so refreshing okay i'll come back to that right okay let's talk about why these people feel so scorned like all these wall street um bets people like the redditors on wall street bets why do they feel so scorned a lot of them have been impacted by the 2008 financial crisis right that happened in america canada and like impacts over the globe right so it's like okay like okay basically let's go back a step what went on in the financial financial crisis to make them feel like this? Like, to make them feel this scorn, like this, I, I fuck you attitude, okay? You have to, you have to understand that fully too, first. So, okay, because, <clears throat> okay, the importance of this whole situation is that this is in retaliation and it's in response to all of the stuff that the hedge funds have been doing behind people's backs by manipulating the market and by manipulating the market i mean like pumping pumping stocks to go so up that they want up and like driving the price down for stocks that they don't like for whatever reason and stuff and not really basing those moves on value of the company right just on what they have in their portfolio and trying to make them like gain money lose money whatever right so this is all in response to that plus what happened in the fin 2008 financial crisis so if any of you guys don't know what happened in the 2008 financial crisis because i was like nine maybe then so i had to learn about it now like recent times rather than like living through it and like having like memories of it and stuff i think most people are like that too now but the 2008 financial crisis i'm gonna put a link in my bio to a very good video that kind of explains it and he explains it in really good detail i really highly request that you guys watch it it's really actually good and you can learn a lot so but i'll give a brief brief overview of it so what happened in the 2008 financial crisis also known as like the mortgage crisis is that basically banks were giving out a lot of loans to people like regular people like you and me to buy houses so mortgages they were giving out a lot of mortgages to people regardless of analyzing whether that person would actually be able to repay those loans so what what they're like what they refer to them now is like these faulty loans right like they would give out loans to anyone and everyone like there was a loan too called like just interest loan where you just were paying interest loan like the the mortgage loan was just paying interest and it's like you hear about it and you're like wait no that's not possible but it did happen like it, this video that's in my link it'll explain all like a bunch of these like mortgages that they were giving out so they were giving out these mortgages by the ton to ra like random people like you and me without even knowing if these 
if these people were actually gonna be able to pay off these loans and like a common person like me and you were like okay yeah we want a good life we want a house we want a thing so then we obviously we like you know we don't like a lot of people if they're not really aware of their financial situation they're gonna be like oh my god i have a chance to get a new house i'm gonna grab that house and i'm gonna grab a second one i'm gonna grab a fourth one i'll have a summer cottage back in like windsor whatever it is like you're gonna want to collect these things because you're like okay well the bank's giving me the opportunity so i'm just gonna grab these homes grab these homes even though and buy these homes even though you might not be like able to pay them off so that so the bank started giving out these faulty loans and then what happened is that they started to create this wave and this influx of mortgage-backed securities. So, so mortgage-backed securities, what is that? So basically, so let's say a bank has like 7,000 mortgages on hand right now. Obviously, it's way more than that. But like one tiny bank has like 7,000 mortgages on hand right now. And they're like, okay, well, I don't, I kind of don't want to keep like begging these people to pay me back in like, keeping track of like okay are you paying me today this month this month what's our repayment plan blah 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 what i'm gonna do is just i'm just gonna sell these mortgages so that they package the seven thousand mortgages as like a bundle and they sell it to these investment banks so basically the retail banks so like scotia bank rbc blah 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 like you know basic big five banks or like in america i don't know bank of america and whatever they took they took so oh yeah sorry this mainly happened in america i don't really know like the canadian impact of like the 2008 financial crisis like obviously i know we went through it too but i don't know like the extent because we have different regulations and stuff right so i don't know if like the mortgage-backed security affected canadians as much as it did in america but i use canadian banks as an example because that's what i'm used to so so these so you package these seven thousand mortgages right and you sell it to these investment banks now the investment banks they take these mortgages and now they take it and now they rebundle it too. these seven thousand mortgages and what do they rebundle it as they rebundle it under a corporation you're like how is that possible well it is possible they they rebundle it under this corporation that you can basically buy stocks of so, and that is what becomes the mortgage-based security or mortgage bond security sometimes i don't know i forget the guy explains it well in the, the link in the bio but he basically they like the it's about to run out of time so i'm gonna pause and then i'm gonna refill okay mortgage-backed security so yeah so these seven thousand mortgages are in, under the investment bank are now bundled as a mortgage-based security so what's this mortgage-based security securities i'm gonna put a definition but like securities are basically anything like any contract that represents an asset or a liability basically okay like uh, i'm probably summarizing but it's basically that so what does a mortgage-based security really mean it means that like it means that people funds and whoever can buy a percentage of those mortgages and what they get in return is all the payments that are made on those mortgages okay so if you're like wondering like why do people like buy these why why were um banks selling these i uh, like investment banks selling these mortgage-backed securities and why were people buying them is because you can uh, what you're offering to people or what you're packaging is that as is that you're buying stocks in this security and your return is when people pay their mortgage payments, like their monthly payments, whatever, right? So, how does that fit into, like, these faulty loans? Well, 
if you have a lot of people defaulting on their loans because they have like five houses and they can't take care of all these loans, that mortgage-based security basically becomes worthless. Like, what are you getting in return? Nothing. People can't pay their loans. So how does that fuck up everything? So when the bubble finally burst, like the mortgage, I mean the housing bubble finally burst and all these, and people realize like, oh my God, so many people aren't able to pay back their loans. I mean, their mortgages and whatever. And now we have these mortgage-based securities. The banks basically were like to the government, hey, we need a bailout. And so what did the government do? The government gave them a bailout. The government's like, oh, but you know what? This happens all the time. I should give you a bailout. And one thing you guys may not know, because people who know about this stuff, they know, but um, uh, one bank particular, their company employees went on vacation. So they caused this whole mortgage bubble crisis and their company employees went on vacation. So that's why people are pissed. But how does this affect the everyday folks? Well, okay, look. Okay, so now this is going to get complicated. <laughs> not complicated, but this is going to go... Okay, so in America, they have this thing called 401k. 401k, okay? It's a retirement plan that is set up by the company that you are with, like that you work at. And basically, yeah, so it's similar to an RRSP, except that in the 401k, like it's similar to the RRSP that we have here in Canada, but with 401ks, what happens is that these companies... They take your money, like they take a portion of your paycheck if you sign up for these 401ks, right? So they're taking a portion of their workers' paychecks and then they're giving to fund managers and hedge funds and all these people. And they're basically like, okay, invest in stocks, bonds, whatever it is. Like, you know, just invest in stuff so that when people finally decide to retire and cash out their 401k, it's more than what they contributed, basically, right? So you have all these so you have all these regular working class middle people putting their money into these 401ks. So what do pension funds and all these funds decide to uh, buy with the money that's in the 401ks? These mortgage backed securities. So when all these mortgage backed securities Def when all these people started defaulting on their loans and mortgage backed securities were no longer bringing in profit People lost all their money in their 401k, so all their retirement savings. And like, like if you really think about it, it's so fucked up that they got bailed out after this. Like seriously, like they, so everyday Americans, they had money in their 401k and all of a sudden they had nothing for their retirement. All because they believed that the people that were handling their funds, so like the people that were buying these mortgage-backed securities were like you know aware of what they were doing they were like smart enough to be like you know what well, we have like all this money from people who like regular hard-working blue-collar white-collar people we should never like fuck around and do something bad or like invest in, in stuff that like you know could have potential like really high risk but even then they didn't understand like oh because of these faulty loans blah 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 and like if you watch the big short like the movie like it's actually really accurate like what happened during the financial crisis and it's really interesting too like the obviously it's dramatized right like um, Michael Burry the guy who did the big short like he shorted the mortgage house ugh, he shorted the mortgage housing loan um fund so basically he's the one that made money when the mortgages and everything went down and people started defaulting on loans and he tried warning banks that this was gonna happen and yeah and this this movie is basically his story of like how it happened like how he was able to short these companies and stuff right and he like does talks too so you can watch that stuff too he explains it really well too like he's 
kind of a nerd too but like you know we're all nerds so whatever so yeah okay so back to the reddit situation so now you have so that 2008 financial crisis so fucked up now you have all these redditors and children of the people who experienced this firsthand this financial crisis